0: Merry Christmas, everybody. Please be seated and thank you so much for being here. We are so honored that you would come and, and just celebrate this moment with you. You know, this, this makes me so happy seeing all you guys here. You did such a great job. I was so pleased. Merry Christmas to you, honey. Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you so much for being here. It makes me so happy that you're here. You guys did a great job singing. Have you ever wondered about what the fuss is about this time of the year? I mean, have you ever really thought about it? Have you ever thought about why is it that so many people get so overly excited about this time of the year? What's the fuss? Why do some people get so happy and and others, not so much? Kind of a a sadness that goes through their hearts this time of the year. It's a, it, they, they become upset that the nativity scene is displayed in, 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 in the streets. That, that they, they don't want them in, in the public square. It is not our right just to have the nativity scene displayed. Some people, just the mention of the name Jesus Christ sets them off. Others argue against, why do you have to say Merry Christmas? Isn't it just enough to say Happy Holidays? Do you have to bring Christmas into this whole scenario? What's the fuss about it anyways? Why is Christmas so important to some people? If I may, I would love to try to answer that question if I may, this, this, this short time that we have right now, I would love to, to go into the Word of God, not, not my thoughts, not, not any of our thoughts, about why is this time of the year so important? What is all the fuss about? Before I answer that question, though, may I ask you a question? You don't need to answer it out loud. You don't even have to just contemplate, maybe in your own heart, as you celebrate this Christmas season, have you considered for any length of time, what is your purpose in all of this? What is your your purpose for this time of the year? What is your purpose in life in general? What is all the excitement about? On the other hand, if you don't sense that excitement... Why the lack of excitement within your own life? Have you ever given this yearly celebration any thought? I mean, what is its purpose? You see, I believe it's a true statement that a life that is aimed at nothing in particular will pretty much hit just that. Nothing in particular. So I ask you to consider during the rest of this service, why why the excitement in some of us about this time of the year? Or on the other hand, why is there a lack of excitement within some's hearts? Anyways, it'll give you something to think about while I speak for the next couple of minutes. Let's get back to the original question. What is the reason for the birth of Christ? Why do we celebrate this moment anyways? First we need to ponder. We need to get to the very depth of that question. Why in the world was Jesus Christ born? Do you know? Have you thought it through? What was was the purpose for his life? I mean, I asked you the purpose for our lives. What? What was his purpose? Did he ever say? Why was he born? If he did say, did he aim at anything in particular? And if he did aim at anything in particular, did he hit it? You see, that, that's a setup question, by the way. I, I've already studied this. <laughs> because Jesus did summarize his life He he did give all of us an understanding of what was his purpose for living. And he did it, by the way, all of his life, all of life itself, is, is brought into one simple sentence. It's found in the book of Luke. It's the 19th chapter, the 10th verse. Jesus said very plainly, This is my purpose for living. He says, The Son of Man had come. He he spoke of himself in, in saying, The Son of Man had come. Okay, why did you come? Well, he said in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, I came to seek and to save those who were what? Lost. Good. I have come, he says. My purpose for coming here on this earth was to seek and to save. Those who are lost. Turns out that's all of us. All of us have fallen short. All of us are in need of a Savior, if if you think in this fashion. In fact, Jesus Christ was so focused on His purpose that He knew exactly when He was going to begin, and He knew exactly when He was going to end all of this. There was a time where Jesus Christ was with his mother, and they were at some friend's wedding. And the, the people there, they ran out of wine, a common drink in those days for a, a feast of a wedding. And his mother looked at him and said, there is no more wine. They have no more wine. Do something. And he looked at her, and he said to his mother, my time has not yet come. He knew when his purpose was. He knew what he was going to do. He knew when it was going to begin. Come to be as all people, I guess, would do with with their moms. She got her way. Why not? Moms are the best. So he asked them to grab some big barrels of water, and he turned the water into wine. Oh, it was so good. They said, why did you save the best wine for last? Normally you, you serve the best wine first and then you give not so good afterwards. But here at this wedding you did the reverse. Jesus made the wine special. And then at the end of his life, here on earth, he also, he also knew when to say it's over. It's done. And John the 19th chapter and the 30th verse, he exclaim as he hung upon a cross. We have a cross over here. It's symbol It symbolizes the very essence of, of the life and the death of the Savior. When he was hanging upon the cross, bleeding and dying for the sin of this world, your sin, my sin, the sin of this world, He exclaimed, it is finished. I'm done. It's over with. My purpose on this earth is fulfilled. He then died. But the next step is Easter. Easter, he rose from the dead three days later to give all of us who would believe in him life. You see, there's a lot more than meets the eye of this baby that was born in a manger. It looks like he had a very strong purpose for living. He definitely had a target, and he definitely hit it. You know what's so amazing about this baby that was born in a manger that we celebrate this time of the year? He was born some, as Pastor Fred said, when we, we welcomed you all We celebrate the birth of Jesus some 2,000 years ago now. Well, you know, of course, that he grew up to be a man. And in that process of becoming a man, he told everyone that would listen to him that he and God the Father were one. says that in John chapter 8, the 58th verse, and in John chapter 10, the 30th verse. He says, "If if you've seen me, he says, that you've seen the Father... So for those of you who are not so excited about this time of the year, this might explain why those of us who are excited are excited. This baby that was born in a manger claimed when he grew up to be God Almighty on earth, the Messiah that was to come, the one that was going to come to save us from our sin. Listen to what Isaiah says about him. It's in the Old Testament. It's speaking of the coming Messiah. It's speaking about him. The baby that was born in a manger that grew up to be a man. In Isaiah, the 49th chapter, the 14th verse, Isaiah is relating the love of God the Father and the coming Messiah with the promises that God has given to the people. All the people. And it, it is... The promises are being fulfilled as, as, as if through the eyes of a nursing mother. Listen to what Isaiah says. The people said, they were speaking to Isaiah, they said, The Lord has forsaken us, and the Lord has forgotten us. Isaiah answered and said, No way, no way. And then he uses the example of a nursing mother. He says, can a woman forget her nursing child? Can she have no compassion upon the child of her womb? He does say even these may forget. In other words, what he says is that maybe somebody could forget. But he ends that verse by saying, but God says, I will not forget you. And then it says this, listen, an amazing verse, founded just for you and me tonight. Isaiah says, inscribed upon his hand, the palm of his hand, Isaiah says, is your name. <laughs> That's quite a thought to me, to think that our names are written on God's hands, well, even symbolically, on the baby that was born in the manger, the one we worship on Christmas morning. He knows you so well that he has your name written on the palm of his tiny little hand. Maybe you can see why we are so excited. Perhaps you never had your name honored. Perhaps you can't remember the last time You heard your name spoken kindly. Well, we are told that this baby that was born in the manger that grew up to be a man that claimed to be God says, I I will never forget you. He says, I will never forsake you. He says he will not lose one of us. No, not one. He says that he knows you so well that he has your, your names written on the palm of his hands. And when this baby grew up to be a man, he was willing to go to the cross and give his life for you and for me. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, folks, that is why he came. That is why we celebrate so seriously this wonderful baby that was born in a manger. It is his unmatched love for you and for me After all, it does say in Scripture, in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world, that's you and me, for God so loved us, that He gave His only begotten Son, that's the baby that was born in the manger, that whosoever of us would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Listen now. Think this through. Jesus Christ, is the baby that was born in the manger, He wasn't born so that He might have life. On the contrary. He is, after all, eternal. No, no. He simply came to earth purely so that you and I would have life. That is everlasting life. But the gift of eternal life must be taken. He can't force you to take it. You know that already. You know it. If you've come here with family and friends and you don't normally come to church, you know that nobody can force you upon this faith that we have. Nobody can make you get excited about this time of this year. But on the other hand, nobody can stop us for being excited. Nobody can take away our faith. And so we fall in love with this baby that was born in the manger. And so we plead with you. I plead with you. Please don't walk away from your gift of eternal life today. Only you can take it and only you can leave it. Don't walk walk away from the very reason that Jesus came The very reason he was born in a manger. He came for a purpose. He came to seek and to save those who are lost. That's you and me. Now since he came here the first time for you, maybe this time you can come to him. Maybe this time you can accept His love and care for you. Not only for this Christmas season, but for throughout all the years that lie ahead of you. Take your eternal gift of love. Given to you from a baby that was born in a manger, who came to give you and me life. Give us a purpose for living. And and maybe this time, maybe next time, you too will be forever excited about this time of the year. Maybe you'll want everybody to say, Merry Christmas, none of this happy holiday stuff. (laughs) Maybe you'll be the one to say, and I want to put a nativity scene right in my front yard for everyone to see. Maybe you'll look with excitement to this baby that was born in a manger and see him in a whole different light. May we, the church, the Rock Community Church in this case, but may we say to you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you.